It's Christmas! Which only means one thing! What? Presents? Santa? Holidays? Well, yeah, but Christmas in the soccer world means we're almost at the halfway mark of the Premier League and of two halves, the only show in town for kids who love soccer. Presented by us, your junior show hosts. I'm Jack. And I'm Harry. And this is Two Halves on RTE Junior Radio. Coming up on the show. She had a plan to get Cristiano Ronaldo's jersey and it worked. We find out how from 11-year-old Addison Whelan. The league slip under 16's girls team have their say in the locker room. Former Wolves, Reading and Republic of Ireland striker Kevin Doyle drops by. And speaking of Wolves, we meet Dad Ray and his son Anthony, the biggest Wolves supporters in West Waterford. It's all coming up on Two Halves. When we left you at the end of the last episode of Two Halves, we were questioning whether Nuno or Ole Gunnar Solskjaer would still be in the job for the next episode. But little did we know, Nuno would get sacked the next day and a couple of weeks later, Oli would be sacked as well. Dean Smith and Daniel Fark both also got sacked and Dean Smith actually took over Norwich where Daniel Fark was. Managers were dropping off like flies, it seemed. Watford also had Ranieri brought in a couple of weeks before. There have been quite a few sackings in the first early stages of the Premier League uh, this year, as opposed to other years. Well, the biggest appointment for me would be Antonio Conte to Spurs. Like, I don't think anyone would have really saw that coming after how poorly Spurs had begun to play. They didn't look like they had the passion there. Conte seems to have so much passion about him. Like if you watch him on the sideline, his arms are flailing and he's just really into it. So he really cares about the team. Well, Conte broke Juventus's 10 league title streak there last year with Inter Milan. He won the league with Chelsea back a few years ago. Well, if you have any fight with Conte, he's not afraid to bench it at all. It doesn't care what the status is. And he's come out publicly and said that. As soon as he joined the club, he said that. He's also banned the likes of ketchup and other sauces from the club to get the weight down because he felt a few of the players were overweight. Ketchup and fizzy drinks, apparently. And mayonnaise. Well, all eyes were on Man United on Sunday when Ralph Ragnick took over and Fred scored in a 1-0 win. Seemingly, he takes no nonsense and, and he's walking into a bit of a mess at Old Trafford. I'm not saying that to you, Man U fans, now. And he's only contracted to the end of the season, so... Is he even going to get a chance to win the title with them? Yeah, obviously Man U aren't in a good position in the league right now. They're a bit further down than they'd like to be outside the top four. I don't think a title is on for them in the Champions League or the Premier League. You know, Ragnick, not a lot of people had heard of him because, you know, he's only ever been in Europe or uh, the Bundesliga. He was one of the pioneers for the formation of 4-4-2, which Man U don't usually play. They normally play like a 4-2-3-1 formation. So it will be interesting if he tries to work the 4-4-2 formation there. The back four would stay the same. Luke Shaw, Lindelof, Maguire and the right back would be Aaron Wan-Bissaka. Tell us. Luke Shaw starts out to tell us. Uh, Varane is injured, I think. I was oh, just right. about to say, what about yeah. Varane? And obviously, when there's a full fit team, Varane is instead of Lindelof. He plays McTominay and Fred as kind of two CDMs. Ronaldo, in this formation, he's a sole striker, the 4-2-3-1. But in a 4-4-2, he'd have to have a striker up there with him, the likes of Martial or potentially Rashford. So I don't think that would benefit Ronaldo, really, because... He's kind of like the solo striker that you always can rely on for a goal. You know, he enjoys the limelight, clearly. Aside from sack managers, my team of the month was Man City. I really think Man City were an attacking side 
like they won three nil against Everton and the game on Saturday Bernardo Silva started they won three one against Watford they seem to be on an amazing run at the moment and they have overtaken Liverpool and Chelsea to go top of the Premier League yeah that's a good shout Harry they've kind of been sneaking up quietly like you wouldn't really notice them getting all these wins and then bam they're top of the league like out of nowhere but my team of the month has been Liverpool Liverpool are second in the table now only one point behind Man City Salah has been brilliant uh Jota has actually been very good this month as well Jota got a brace against Southampton it finished 4-0 in that game the defence have also been very good for Liverpool. Van Dijk makes a huge difference. As we saw, they weren't able to keep as many clean sheets with him out injured last season. But now they're racking up the clean sheets. West Ham beat Chelsea 3-2 on Saturday. Masuaku scored a very late goal. Edward Mendy pushed it into his own net. Chelsea have been looking pretty good at the top of the table for a good bit at the start of the month. And then they kind of lost their form there against West Ham. And they let City and Liverpool overtake them. Don't forget, uh, Chelsea also won the Women's FA Cup there yesterday. They won 3-0 against Arsenal. Shout out to them. Congratulations. Aston Villa with Steven Gerrard have been playing really well, winning... There are three games out of three in the Premier League. And so much talk of the top, let's go down to the bottom, where in 18th place, Burnley, 19th, Newcastle, and last but certainly not least, Norwich. It's not an unhappy Christmas just yet, as they could still change their season around with a couple of good performances. Do you hear that, Norwich fans? You're going to have a happy Christmas after all. And as we leave you, it's going to be a blue Christmas because Manchester City are at the top of the league. Um... Dreaming of a flu Christmas. Ta da! That was our Christmas That was a carrot. brilliant song. <laughs> <laughs> Ireland played Portugal at the Aviva last month, and all eyes were on one man, Cristiano Ronaldo. Until full time, that is, and the eyes of the world turned to 11 year old Dubliner Addison Whelan. Why, you ask? Well, she joins us here on two halves. Addison, great to talk to you. Can you just remind us again what happened? Yeah, as Ireland was playing Portugal at the final whistle, I jumped over the barrier because I was in the second row and I sprinted straight over towards Cristiano Ronaldo and there was like stewards coming from every corner. So I was just like dodging them all and then they caught me and I was like screaming Ronaldo and that's when he noticed me. So he was like, are you okay and everything? And then I was like tugging at his jersey. I was just like, can I have this please, please, please? And he was like, yeah, yeah, of course. And he's when I seen him take off, I was like, oh my God. And then I didn't know what was going on. I thought it was just all a big, huge dream. Was it actually planned? Yeah, I had a plan. So I had plan A and plan B. And my first plan was to get, like, I made a big banner. I cut, I cut a pillowcase and I wrote, Ronaldo, can I have your jersey, please? And we we are like we thought it was gonna work, but then again I was just like I don't know. But yeah, at half time we took that out, but we he couldn't really see it because he was always down the other end because Ireland were like doing really well that half, and Plan B was to just go for it. What was going through your mind as you ran onto the pitch and saw the uh, stewards and all? Were you nervous? Oh, I was very nervous because when the other fella that ran on before me got caught, I was just like, oh no, what if that happens to me? So it's just like, don't look behind you, don't look behind you. But then I looked behind me and I was just like, all right, I'm gone now. How tall is Ronaldo when you see him, you know, face to face? He was so tall. And I, was, I had to look up to see his face. I was just like, oh my God, he's actually huge. How did you keep the jersey safe on the way home? 
Right, so when we were walking home, my dad had it up his sleeve of his jacket. He had it, like, here in his jacket. So that nobody would come up and try to take it off him. Yeah. <laughs> Have you been offered any money for it or offers or anything? Yeah, all my dad's friends and my granddad's friends were just like, oh, I'll offer you loads, I'll offer you right here now. And I was just like, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't sell it for the world. <laughs> do you bring it to places with you or do you leave it at home? Oh, no, I definitely, I just leave it at home. And if, if like any of my aunties are at wanted to see it well i brought it to a few places but i brought it mostly to me nannies and to me little brother's football training and i showed all of his team addison you're an arsenal fan yourself what do you make of their season so far they didn't start off very well but we're doing well now we're doing really good and of course you'll be heading over to the emirates in the new year thanks to the late late show Oh, I was just delighted. I was, so, I was just speechless and I can't wait to go over. It'd be my first time. So tell us about your own club and your team with Shelburne. What position do you play? Oh, yeah, I either play right wing or striker, but mostly striker. When when do you train during the week? How many times do you train? I do my MGL, so it's Metropolitan Girls League, on a Monday. And it's like of Dublin, the best girls in Dublin football on the south side and north side go into it. And I just done the trials for it. And I made it in and I got the news yesterday that I made it in. And on Tuesday, I do me normal football training. And then on a Wednesday, I do me boxing. And on a Thursday, I do me normal football training again. And then on a Friday, I do me boxing. And on a Saturday, I'm, it's just a free day. And then on a Sunday, it's maths. That's a massive achievement. Well done. You must be very good. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, do you want to give a shout out to your manager for uh, the Shelburne team? Yeah, shout out to Johnny and Alan and Vida. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who's your football idol? Well, the boy one would be Ronaldo and the girl one would be Kate McCabe. Kate McCabe is the Arsenal player. Yeah, and Ireland, yeah. Yeah, uh, Arsenal aren't actually too bad in the women's league anyway. No, <laughs> Arsenal are good players. Yeah, they do, yeah. Them and all. The Shelburne yeah. did very well last month, winning the Women's National League. Were you there for that? Yeah, I was. We were on the pitch because everyone like ran onto the pitch. Noel, like the girl off the Shelburne team, like was like, "Oh, where's the jersey?" And all. <laughs> so you ran onto the pitch again, did you? Yeah. <laughs> you must be used to it now. <laughs> getting into the habit of it. And do you plan on doing it again when you go to the Emirates or would that be pushing your luck, would you say? Oh, that would be that'd be big step. <laughs> <laughs> Addison, happy Christmas to you and keep a good eye on that jersey now. Don't let anyone try and take it from you, especially your granddad's friends. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Massive congratulations are in order as well to the Republic of Ireland women's national team. They beat Georgia 11-0 in an incredible blockbuster game. And let's hear now from the league slip under 16's girls team, who are also huge fans of the Irish women's team. Let's ask Kira, Katie, Ava, Isabel, Emily and Alison what they think. Yeah, I like dance matches because supporting the women's team is very good because they're actually doing very well at the moment, the Irish yeah. women's team. And Kate McKay is very good. Yeah. And also, she's Denise so O'Sullivan. Yeah, she's yeah, so really good in the whole page. Like. Yeah, it's good that they're actually showing them on TV now. You know the way like, it says, like, it used to say women's football, it just says, like, Yeah, it just football. says football now. Like, it just doesn't say women's football. It's anymore. nice to see, like, women getting appreciated, like, getting... Like, like men. Like, like, they finally get to be on the TV. 
I remember from my first match, I went to the Ireland team, the Ireland women's team. They didn't fill the stadium, but now they get very close to it. And like even in the women's super league over in England, they yeah. start showing some of the it's matches on Sky. Yeah, yeah. 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 it's poor P Mount, but I go to as many matches as I can. Liverpool, Manchester United. City, United. Manchester United. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love Lucy Bronze for how she plays, her runs and her skills and stuff. I think you do little good. runs like her. Yeah, I try to copy her. Sometimes doesn't work. I think it's gonna get like a Don't lot think bigger it's gonna get than bigger, it is yeah. right now. Like I think it's gonna get bigger because they're only starting to realise that it wasn't like yeah. equal. People are yeah. realising that, like, especially with the equal pay this year in yeah, women's pay. football in Ireland. Thanks, girls, and thank you to their manager, Paul Carey, for recording with the girls. Don't forget, you can get in touch. Email junior at rte.ie. Two halves. Now we have another special two halves guest for you, and we're talking to former Republic of Ireland, Wolves and Reading striker. He's only down the road from us here in Wexford, Mr. Kevin Doyle. Welcome, Kevin. Great to talk to you. Kevin, I'll get straight down to business. We've been talking about Man United on the show, and I heard you saying that they could go on a run now and maybe win the Champions League. Do you really think so? Well, that'd be very difficult for them to win the Champions League. But sport and football is amazing. What a bit of confidence and a bit of um, a bit of belief can do. And they've been in such a bad run of form. But all it takes is one win. I was comparing it to Chelsea last season, who were in a similar position, and they got a new manager and they got a bit of confidence, and they went from having a terrible season around now to winning the Champions League um, six months later. Overall, Kevin, who do you fancy to win the Premier League this year? I will go with Liverpool. They're the most enjoyable team to watch. They were, weren't great last year, considering they were the Champions League before. Um, so I'm going to think they'll bounce back this year and win it. Who would be on your Christmas transfer list if you were a manager? It depends who I was managing and what we needed. Um, it, I was a striker as a player, so I'd say I'd go for a striker. I would go for... Um, oh... Haaland at uh, Dortmund. He looks a fabulous player. He he's big, strong, fast. Scores goals, left foot, right foot, header. It doesn't matter. And so yeah, I go for him. I think he costs a lot, a lot of money. But uh, I'm a Man United supporter. They have lots of money. So. Are you happy with the progress that Stephen Kenny's Ireland are making? Yeah, I think they've done very well in their last few games. It was a, ba- a bad start for him, I suppose, as manager. He had a tough first year, but in the last month or two, in the last three or four games, you can definitely see an improvement. And they're playing well, and they're scoring some goals, and their players look happy playing as well. They look like they're enjoying playing for them. They look like they're confident. So that's all you can ask for. We've gone from not scoring any goals and, and not been, you know, creating chances soon in the last couple of months, looking like we can score whenever we want, which is uh, good for us to watch. Kevin, I play for the Shamrock Rovers under-12s in Enniscorthy, and Jack plays for the under-15s. How do you go from playing in the Wexford Schoolboys League to being a legendary professional footballer? Any advice? Uh, you'll have to join Adamstown, first of all. Um, <laughs> I played against Shamrock Rovers a lot when I was a kid. And all I remember is getting kicked by kicked by them on the pitch. Um, I hope these aren't still like that. But no, uh, <laughs> any advice? Um, my advice would be to enjoy it first of all at your age, um, because some people take it way way too seriously at when they're younger, and you have to enjoy it and have fun. And um, but also accept that you're not going to get picked on every county team or every international underage team or everything. You have lots of setbacks. 
from my point of view, I never got picked in an Ireland squad till uh, Irish under 20 level. So to realise that it's not all, it's not easy and it's, you have to work hard at it. There's other people going to be better at you when you're, when you're younger. And, you know, it doesn't mean that you, you can't go on and be a professional. Stick at it. There's going to be lots of tough times. You know, if you stick at it, work hard enough, and you have some ability, anything is possible. You're known for being good in the air. How do you become a good hatterer? It's very simple. Again, I go back to the word practice. We had a step. When I was, was younger than you, I was probably eight or nine, we had a step at home. And my brother used to love soccer as well. So he would cross the ball for me and we'd do this for hours. And the game was the only way you could score was if you headed the ball against the step. The step was only like the width of the ball. You headed the ball against the step without the ball bouncing. So I had to hit the step flush uh, without bouncing so that was the game we played for hours and hours and hours um, yeah that was thankfully I did that because heading was one of my best attributes scored a lot of good goals with my head so it helped me have a good career who did you support as a kid and who was your football idol growing up in Manchester United I had a great childhood we won everything my football heroes were probably anyone who played for Ireland between 1988 and about 1996. Um, all that team, like Niall Quinn and Tony Cascarino and Paul McGrath Roy Keane. I loved being a goalkeeper when I was a kid. Packy Bonner was a hero of mine. And then for Man United, just Cantona, Mark Hughes, Andy Cole. Did you ever get a really good soccer-related present that you remember? The very first FIFA it wasn't called FIFA 95, 6, 7 or FIFA, it was just called FIFA Soccer and it was the first one. And the only reason I support Man United is my, one of my Christmas presents was a Manchester United jersey when I was about six or seven years of age and that's why I was a Man United, became a Man United fan. So two very good presents. Kevin Doyle will take this opportunity to say thank you and we hope you and your family have a very Merry Christmas. No worries, I really enjoyed it. Thanks for talking to us. Two halves. From former Wolves player Kevin Doyle to our next guest. Have you heard of the West Waterford Wolves, Harry? Are they uh, an NFL team? <laughs> no, Harry. No. They're a dad and son duo from Dungarvan. Ray and Anthony Moore. And they are massive Wolverhampton Wanderers fans. Let's hear from them. My name is Ray Moore. I'm the dad of the family and a Wolf supporter since 1977. Shoot magazine was going strong at the time and the golden jerseys of Wolf stood out and I know everyone at the time were Liverpool and Leeds supporters but being different, that's the team that I picked. But one of the highlights would have to be the playoff finals at Cardiff in 2002 when Wolves met Sheffield United and were 3-0 up at half time. At the start of the second half, Sheffield got a penalty and Matt Murray saved that penalty. And as they say, the rest is history. Favourite players over the years. Kenny Hibbett in midfield. Andy Gray he was the first £1.5 million player. Steve Bull would obviously be a hero of mine. Wolves record goal scorer. He scored over 300 goals in his time at Wolves. In the modern squad, Connor Cody, our centre-back. He's our captain and what a leader and nice guy he is. Hi, my name's Anthony. I've been supporting for as long as I can remember. I've only been supporting because of my father. And plus, I don't really want to support one of the big teams and be like, you know, like everyone else. It's a bit boring, wouldn't you think so? My favourite players have to be Ral Hemingway because of his brilliant goal scoring and Adama Traore because of his pace, strength and, well, doesn't score many, but sure. I love him anyway. I have a large canvas on my wall with me and Mick McCarthy. At the time, I don't really remember it because I was only four. But my father tells me I gave him a best wishes card, wishing him well for the season. At the end of the season, when he got sacked, 
They were clearing out his office and they offered to give the picture to whoever the child was, which was me. They sent it over and now the canvas is on my wall in my bedroom. So on behalf of the West Waterford Wolves, before we say goodbye to the two halves, there's one thing that the wolves want you to know. The world has come to Mexico. Number nine. Play the ball to Rivers Cleveland's time. See, senor. Play the ball to Brown and he will score. Thank you and goodbye from West Waterford Wolves. Well, Ray and Anthony there, absolutely top class. What a song. Well, that's our lot for this pre-Christmas two-halves special. It's been an epic month of soccer. And when we return in January, the transfer window will be open again. Just like the windows in school. Brr. Who knows what difference this will make to the Premier League. Happy Christmas to all our listeners. Enjoy the holidays. But most of all, enjoy the soccer. From, From two halves, happy Christmas. Bye. Two halves.